Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Put down that beef jerky, pick up the turkey. It's Thanksgiving. You know what that means. That means Mr. BC, Ben Cummins, he's all up in that turkey day three-day or three-game slate. We're also going to be talking about the primetime, uh, that primetime action. A little bit, you know, just a little, wee, 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 a little bit because we know that some of these listeners are going to be hearing that. Most of you guys might be taking this in after the turkey day. Which, by the way, happy Thanksgiving. I hope the holiday is merry and bright. I guess that's a little too Christmassy for you. Whatever. I hope it's nice beige and orange with your green bean casserole. Ben Cummins, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. I absolutely love this Thanksgiving slate. And uh, yeah, we could talk a little bit about it. Hopefully you're listening to it before. Obviously, if not, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving and we'll dive into these uh, these other plays as well. Love having two different slates in a couple of different days. Absolutely love this week. Yeah, if if you're listening to this right away, you noticed you got the show real early this week. Normally we come out Friday. We are come we are recording on Wednesday and we are pushing this live immediately. Once it is done. So, your friendly reminder. We are early. We are talking about things that are going to happen on Sunday. Make sure you are locked into the latest news. Perhaps you have the Ultimate DFS Pass and you're getting those late alerts. You're reading through Ben's injury article over the weekend. So, don't get married to guys who might disappoint you on Sunday. Chris Meany, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great, yes. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to my American friends. Not a huge fan of green bean casserole, though. Uh, Some people are. Jason from the Footballers loves it. I don't understand the allure. (laughs) It's absolutely disgusting. But, hey, here we are. (laughs) Yes. Here we are. Good point, though, Mike, you brought up for practice reports. I mean, I'm going to talk about a wide receiver a little bit later on that uh, was sidelined on Wednesday. So we we are a day early here. It's very important, obviously, to keep a a close eye on Friday's reports. And and Ben will be all over it in the Ultimate DFS Pass. All right, Ben, uh, we're going to toss it to you real quick. The Thanksgiving three-game slate, we got Chicago-Detroit, Dallas-Washington, and then that sweet pumpkin pie for dessert. Yes. New Orleans-Atlanta, that one should be fantastic with its, with its 60-point over-under. Obviously, when it's only three games, you got to dive deep. you got to get some of those sleepers and hope they hit. Who, who do you have your eye on? That might be a differentiator for some of your lineups. Yeah, and that's what makes this slate so fun because it kind of makes it – you want to play at least a few tournament lineups. It makes it more interesting to play tournaments because you're looking for those under-the-radar plays. So kind of in general, um, you know, I'm locking in Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram because they're at home – best offense in the league one of them at least top three I should say there'll be an argument there Uh, and they get to go against this awful Falcons defense that can't stop any running backs so let's start there 
in cash, it makes sense to roll with Zeke. But in tournaments, I think it's intriguing to look at Michael Thomas or Julio Jones in this amazing fantasy game and fade Zeke because people won't want to wait for all of their plays in the late game, which for a tournament thought process makes sense to kind of make a super stack in that game. And a couple of under-the-radar plays that I'm looking at. One is nice because he's questionable in the first game of the of the day, Bruce Ellington, but we'll know if he's going to play and you won't have to worry about, you know, this happening in the middle of the slate. So Bruce Ellington steps in last week in his first game in Detroit as Golden Tate's essential replacement, caught six of nine passes, uh, ran more routes in the slot than Theo Riddick, and he's only $3,200 on DraftKings. So very intrigued by him. But then in the late game as well, with Traquan Smith's status up in the air, I'm intrigued by Keith Kirkwood and Austin Carr, two wide receivers that are getting run right now. Obviously, the Saints signed Des Bryant. He's out, uh, unfortunately. And then they bring in Brandon Marshall. I don't even think if Brandon Marshall suits up in this game that it scares me that much because they need depth. Tommy Lee Lewis on injured reserve, Des Bryant not playing. Um, we got Ted Ginn on injured reserve, Cameron Meredith on injured reserve. They need depth. And Keith Kirkwood and Austin Carr are those very cheap $3,200 and $3,000 wide receivers that will be low-owned in tournaments that make sense in the best game of the of the day and play in an offense with Drew Brees. So I'm intrigued to get some exposure to them in tournaments. All right, there you have it. If you want more, of course, you can check out the Ultimate DFS Pass. But for now, we're going to jump into our Cash Game Foundations. Straight cash, homie. Actually, I lied. I lied about that because it's Thanksgiving. So you know what? The three of us, we went together. We put our heads together, and each of us came up with a, a Thanksgiving Day lineup. So you know, let's not say that for the end. We're talking about Thanksgiving. Let's go through it right now. Do you fellas have your lineups handy? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to kick it off. And I formed this before I knew Ben was going to just gush over the running backs for New Orleans, but come on. I mean, I don't know how you don't get him in there, but I got Ingram and Kamara in there. Then I am rolling with the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones stack. I got the smooth routes of Mr. Kenny G, who should be an absolute target hog for Detroit. Kenny Galladay with Marvin Jones and Kerryon Johnson already both out. Uh, I got Jordan Reed at the tight end position. And I got the Bears in there at my DST. That means I needed to save some money, so I am chasing the volume, hoping that Taylor Gabriel can come through with Chase Daniel for Chicago. And then my flex play is Alan Hearns. Maybe he catches a touchdown because the defense is concerned with Amari Cooper. All right, Chris Meany, who you got? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to stack that 60-point total game. So, uh, you know, I'm with you. With I got Ingram. Breeze is my quarterback. I'm going to go with Zeke. I, I like the point that Ben made, uh, maybe fading Zeke in tournaments. But I think if you're playing in cash, he's, he's arguably the safest play on the board this week. Uh, I got Michael Thomas in there, wide receiver. I like Bruce Ellington a lot, and if he doesn't go, I'll just kind of I'll fade him and then go with Trey Quinn, who is playing in a similar role in Washington inside the slot. If Jamison Crowder doesn't play, Quinn was involved last week. And then I, I've got Muhammad Sanu. I think the way to attack this Saints secondary is in the slot, so I'm going with Sanu at $4,500. I think he's a solid play, especially if you're going to roll out Matt Ryan. And then I'm with you, Mike, as well. Jordan Reed is my is my tight end. And then Theo Riddick at the flex spot, and then I'm rolling 
balling out the Chicago Bears defense in there. So it's just I want to get as many people from that Falcons and yeah. Saints game as possible. And we, we turned the clock back here four years ago. Chase Daniel uh, making a start and then Colt McCoy making a start. Ben, are you getting crazy enough to put any of those guys in your lineup? Listen, Chase Daniel has a special place in my heart because I went to Mizzou <laughs> the same time he was the quarterback. And I've been waiting so long for the quarterback in front of him to get injured so that he could at least have a couple <laughs> games. So I may have to roll at he least one Chase Daniel Billy. Yeah, he gets paid like a starter, man. Yeah, yeah, he he just has definitely taken the right uh, right track there. I think like twenty three, twenty eight million dollars to hardly ever play. Um, abs- I like what you guys are doing. Uh, I am rolling with Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and Ezekiel Elliott. Like I said, it's a little bit more fun for me to fade Zeke and go with uh, Thomas or Julio Jones in in these tournament lineups. But I'm kind of looking at this as a cash lineup. I'm going to play Dak Prescott for a second week in a row. I like his price. Uh, Meanie, I love your call on Mohamed Sanu. That's my boy on the slate. At only $4,500, Sanu is a guy that plays almost all the snaps. Calvin Ridley a little bit banged up right now. Good matchup, good game for him. Got to lock in sweet Kenny G. Um, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is a little bit. I love Bruce Ellington, but I'm getting more excited about Keith Kirkwood. And I, I say this a lot, like, oh, he's more of a tournament play, but you kind of have to have somewhat of a tournament thought process in cash uh, as well. Kirkwood, who actually his snap percentage dropped a little bit last week, but his targets increased. I like how he's being used and integrated into this offense. I'm playing Jordan Reed as well. I just think he makes so much sense in kind of a a cash thought process, and I'm playing the Bears defense. Same idea there. I think they're tough to fade in cash. Well, there you have it. So let's move into our actual cash game picks for the main slate at the quarterback position. Chris Meany, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to spend up this week in cash uh, for quarterbacks. And you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of quarterbacks I'm, I'm feeling this week. And Andrew Luck is – I've been pretty yeah, wrong about, about Luck in this this Colts team playing pretty good. And what I've noticed is this offensive line is – it's it's legit, man. Indy is only It's down sacks. a piece. It's down a it piece, is, Chris Meany. It, it is down a piece, but, you know, only allowed 10 sacks. And I'm just looking at the other side. And I, I am a little bit worried, of course. But at the same time, Miami, 17 sacks, the fourth – lowest in football though generate a ton of pressure in the quarterback and looking at just this game in general 50 points 50.5 in fact the second highest total on the main slate the Colts have the highest team implied total on the slate they're home they're home favorites heavy home favorites they've won four straight games luck ranks second in touchdowns at 29 third in passing attempts fourth in completions he's averaging 23 fan duel points and DraftKings points in the season and averaging 26 per game over his last seven games so really if you look back at the game love there's two bad games it was week two and week three both games on the road ever since then he's been lights out I think the matchup is great the Dolphins have allowed the fourth most yards per game on the main slate and the third most rushing yards per game overall so I think Marlon Mack could have a game set them up in good spots so I like luck and then Cam as well is just another guy who just seems pretty safe every single week we talk about his floor first and carries rushing touchdowns second overall in yards behind Mitch Trubisky and for him coming off his best game of the season throwing a season high 357 yards three touchdowns last week so I think both of those quarterbacks I know they're very pricey but they're just safe there's a lot of guys we'll talk about a little bit later on that I just don't feel too strong about if you're playing just head-to-heads or smaller contests 
Ben, who you got? Love it, love it, love it, Meanie. Let's throw in Lamar Jackson as well because anytime you can get a kind of affordable quarterback who ran 27 times last week for over 100 yards on the ground, it's just going to give like you a, such if, a if solid you can floor. Get this, if you can get this thing that's never happened in the history of the NFL, <laughs> no, no, no quarterback has ever ran that many times. It's insane, and I was a little concerned last week because he missed practice on Thursday. There was talk that RG3 was going to play a little bit. Well, I've seen enough to believe it Believe it in cash because, uh, you know, does he run 27 times again? Probably not, but we know what he can bring. We knew how versatile he was in college as well, and he's got another great matchup. He's at home against Oakland. Oakland's bad. We talk about it every week on this podcast. So at $5,700 in cash, um, I think he gives you enough floor and some upside as well to consider him as well. All right. Let's talk about the running back position. Chris Meany, you're all oh, you're talking about my BFF, my man of the week, my man of the year, Nick Chubb. I love him so much. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like? So he, much. He he's awesome. Well, last week we talked about spending up at the running back position. I think this is a week where you can get some mid tier guys in there, and and both Nick Chubb and Leonard Fournette check in at a reasonable pl- price, right? They're both yes. under seven thousand dollars on DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, in around that seven thousand dollar range as well. So Nick Chubb. Obviously, really appealing due to the price and the matchup. I'm sure that's why you like him, Mike. But overall, ever since Carlos Hyde has been gone, at least 18 carries in four straight games. He's got four touchdowns over that span, 406 rushing yards in those four games. And he even has six catches in his last three games as well. So it's not like he can't catch. You know, Duke Johnson plays that role, but he still has hands he can grab. And this Cincinnati team may be as bad as the Oakland Raiders, maybe even worse defensively. They've allowed the most yards, most rushing yards per game, 153 per game. And they've also surrendered the second most yards um, to the quarterback position and the running back position. So it's like, where are you going here? Like you just Cleveland should be able to have their way, continue to run the football, 13 rushing touchdowns allowed just one behind the league lead football outsiders has them as the worst defense against the run out of all the teams on the main slate and third overall. And just over the last four weeks, they've been even worse against running backs. They've allowed a league high 32 fantasy points over the past four games to running backs. And then Leonard Fournette, is, is much like Chubb in the fact where I just feel comfortable with a guy up. getting touches. Yeah, I'm going to pay up. $6,700 is not bad. I mean, you look at Barkley, $9,100. Gordon, yeah, $8,600. Certainly affordable for a guy who has now led the league over the last two weeks in touches since he's returned. He Last week, led the league in touches. Week before, touches and carries. So 250 total yards and three touchdowns on 59 touches over the last two weeks. This is a team that wants to run the football. We know about the the adjustments they made in the offseason to uh, just bolster their offensive line. And they haven't been able to do what they've wanted to do because Fournette has not been around. So the Bills, solid against the pass, not so much against the run. 10 rushing touchdowns, 10th most fantasy points um, to running backs as well. So now that Fournette is healthy, you look at just the game log, 52 carries for him over the last two weeks. You can book it. He's going to have another 25-plus touch game this week against the Bills. Low-key, the best piece of analysis that Chris Meany has ever given on this show was in that blurb when he was talking about Nick Chubb when he pointed out to the world that Nick Chubb in fact has hands (laughs) (laughs) he does he's got hands and he can catch with them 
Just go back and check the tape on that one, Footland. That was that was quite a quite a gem. All right, Ben. So you're telling you me he might be able to catch. Uh, it always feels comforting when I'm on the same page with Meanie. Love those calls. Everybody knows I like to pay up uh, at, in cash at least for running backs, and so Melvin Gordon and James Conner. Uh, both of these running backs are are pretty good, and both of them have good matchups. Gordon is fifth in the league in opportunities per game. Connor is fourth in the league. Gordon gets to play at home against a Cardinals defense that's 29th in rushing yards allowed per game, 15th in run DVOA. I'm surprised they just lost to the Raiders and uh, they were at home in that matchup. So I think Gordon keeps rolling. And then James Conner, even though he's on the road against the Broncos, Broncos have struggled against the run, 27th in rushing yards allowed per game, 16th in run DVOA, which is middle of the pack. Connor bounces back this week after a weird week against uh, still pretty good Jaguars defense. All right, let's talk wide receivers. Chris Meany. Yeah, I'm going to go with Julian Edelman here. I know sometimes I forget really just how reliable Julian Edelman is, how he just kind of floats under the radar, and especially over in DraftKings where you get that full point for the catch. He's, he's a much stronger play over there in six games this season, averaging 9.3 targets, 6.6 grabs, and 71 yards per game. 32 targets, 24 catches, and 271 yards over his last three weeks. Not sure about Rob, Rob Garkowski. I heard this morning Rap Sheet talking about how he's unlikely to play. I, I don't know all of the reports. I don't even think it matters anyways. He's just not the same Gronk. He's blocking more. He's banged up. And and this is, you know, for Brady, may go under the radar actually in tournaments. So Julian Edelman, a, a solid matchup for him. And I'm just looking at some of the games where slot wide receivers have lit him up. I mean, last last time we saw the Jets, it was Robert Foster and Zay Jones who combined for 198 yards against them. Zay Jones had that game in the slot. Look at some of the other slot wide It's Golden Tate, 7 for 71 in a touchdown. Jarvis Landry, 8 for 103. D.D. Westbrook, 9 for 130. Manuel Sanders, 9 for 72. Chester Rogers had 55 yards on four catches and a touchdown. Adam Thielen lit them up for nine grabs and over 100 yards. So I think it's a strong option. And I was going to go with his old teammate, Danny Amendola, who plays a similar role. Now I saw he was limited at Wednesday in practice with a hamstring injury. I still am intrigued, though. If he practices on Thursday and Friday, I understand Ryan Tannehill coming back, and there's not much of a rapport with both of those guys. Amendola has been a lot better lately, getting a lot of targets as well, just like his old buddy Edelman. 8.2 targets per game, 6.2 catches, and 61 yards over his last five contests. He comes in with 12 grabs and 17 targets in his last two games. As I mentioned, this is a high total, and I saw you know in the past with Tannehill, you know, lighten it up the Landry in the slot and the slot and the slot. So um, just looking at maybe a cheap option because, honestly, you're going to want to play Odell Beckham Jr. in about every one of your lineups this week. I love it. Danny Amendola has been sneaky good, but you are correct. That was with Brock yeah. Osweiler. We'll see if that connection can get going with Ryan Tannehill. Ben, who you got? Love Andrew Luck, and I always love when, as Meany talked about, the culture at home. So let's roll T.Y. Hilton again. Yes, you may have missed the boat on you know him winning you a, a tournament last week, but not not my line. Right, right, want, right. I liked back. I liked to meet some T.Y. as well. Uh, you put him in your lineup. That's awesome. Um, I, he's he probably won't do that again, but he's a super solid play. He's still somewhat affordable. Sixty five hundred dollars on DraftKings isn't breaking the bank, and there's a few cheaper plays we're going to talk about soon that I think will allow you to get not only some stud running backs as we talked about, um, especially some that are affordable like Fournette and Chubb, meaning hit on, but uh, some receivers as well. So you can play T.Y. Hilton again there in at home in the dome 
And it's another good matchup against the Dolphins defense that's 19th in passing yards allowed per game, 22nd in pass DVOA. And then Tyler Boyd, yes, it looks like A.J. Green is uh, potentially coming back this week, which may hurt his target projection a tad, but he's been balling out all year regardless, and he gets to play Cleveland. Um, the Bengals are at home. Cleveland's 31st in passing yards allowed in middle of the pack and pass DVOA. He's had the volume. Uh, I like Tyler Boyd this week. Again, pretty affordable $6,000 for the role that we've seen him have all year. I like Boyd better, actually, yeah, me if, too. if A.J. Green plays. I Agreed. want true for my slot wide receivers. I want that offense working at maximum strength. Give, just give me the more opportunities to score a touchdown over a two-target bump. Yeah, great point. On the weekend. All right, let's talk about tight end, Chris Meany. Uh, it's so gross, man. Like, honestly, this <laughs> position is just it, – it, I, I had I had problems writing up guys. The ultimate DFS pass, of course, the two guys up at the top you can go to, uh, despite Ertz having that, that awful game last week. But David Njoku, I mean, he's cheap. He's affordable, $3,800. I know he's kind of disappeared over the past couple games. Like, where has he been? But I'm just kind of playing the matchups here against Cincinnati, the most yards per game, passing yards per game on the main slate, second most points, second most points to quarterbacks, wide receivers, third most to tight end. So the matchup just seems right for David Njoku to catch a few balls. If you can just get three or four grabs and find the end zone, I mean, you're, you're laughing because after the first couple tight ends, you're really just kind of you're throwing darts. All right, Ben. Yeah, I like that call. I was going to go cheap here, but we're saving that here for the next segment. So let's talk about George Kittle because I think everybody's kind of jumping on board here, but I don't know if everyone realizes just how good he's been. He's 16th in the entire league in receiving yards, uh, and he ranks third in receiving yards at the tight end position behind, oh, Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. And this is a really good spot for him against a Buccaneers defense. That's one of the worst against the pass all year. They're 28th passing yards allowed, 30th in pass DVOA. There's only 32 teams in the league. So that's that's bottom of the barrel there. So it's a good spot for Kittle, who you know has benefited from Garcon getting banged up, Trent Taylor getting banged up, Goodwin getting banged up at different times this year. He's their number one guy. All right, and then real quick, Ben, you want to roll through your favorite DST? Yeah, let's just throw out the Ravens real quick. I think they're really solid this week. They're first in yards per game allowed and first in points per game allowed on the whole year. They get to play at home, and they get a Raiders team. Now Brandon LaFell, who was their number one wide receiver last week, is uh, out for the year. And just the fact that he was their number one wide receiver this week (laughs) I think tells you all you need to know about streaming the Ravens against this bad Raiders offense. Love Baltimore, too. Now, speaking real quick of the DFS pass, if you're new to the show, new to the fantasy footballers, the ultimate DFS pass is our premium resource. It's everything you need to get ready to play at DraftKings or FanDuel. Our tournament, more tournament plays than just that we provide on this show, cash picks, uh, the the primetime slate. I mean, all sorts of really cool articles and picks and some really sweet tools to help you with with ownership projection. We we're working with Fanshare on our buzz report, a stack report, our expected price point per value or expected price point value. And check this out. It's Black Friday coming up. You know we got to do something. Oh D- baby. Look fellas, we're going to blow you away with this cuz it's absolutely ridiculous. If you want in on the DFS pass for the rest of the season, Use the code DFS10. You're going to get the entire pass rest of season for 10 bucks. Wow. This deal wow. is absolutely unbelievable. It will run through Cyber Monday. DFS10 is the coupon. 
highly, highly encourage you. If you've been on the fence, I I don't know what else we can do to yeah, talk mean, you into I mean, the success. Ten dollars. Uh, we're absolutely crushing with the DFS pass. Hey, before we jump into those GPP picks, want to remind you about the sponsor of this show, Pristine Auction. You know, you know what Pristine Auction is. And if you haven't checked it out, shame on you. Be thankful for all of the authentic signatures and autographed memorabilia that you can grab from Pristine Auction. They have hundreds and hundreds of things up there, new things up every single day. So make sure you check it in the morning. If you're having the coffee, check out what Pristine Auction has for the day. I'm looking at a super Camario Alvin Kamara signed jersey up on our wall. Our office is littered with these things. They are everywhere because I'm getting great deals all the time on Pristine Auction. It's, it's an auction. So, look, 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 sometimes the time runs out. And, whoops, I got a really good price on that jersey. Check it out, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com, making an account. It's completely free. Bidding on things, that's completely free. You only pay for things that you win. If you do, go make that account. Let them know that you heard about them from the Fantasy Footballers DFS show. You down with GPP? All right, Chris Meany, talk up my talk up the man I loved last week for my super stack. Making, yeah, buddy, making me you serious were, money. You were all over it, man. Yeah. I mean, Eli with with Beckham and with Barkley mm. and Ty that lineup that lineup crushed it. And I'm I'm going, you know, to this game in tournaments. The total is 46. It's one of the highest on the board this week. Let's just start with Eli because he is my favorite player. I like him a little bit more than than Carson Wentz, and and this is more so on the Eagles' defense in the secondary. I'm actually shocked that Philly opened up as six and a half favorites. If you've paid attention over even even on this show, I have talked about how bad this secondary is with Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills. Now both of those guys are gone. Sidney Jones is gone. Rasiel Douglas is gone. They bring uh, uh, Vontae Maddox from the practice squad. Of rookie uh, corner and he got hurt last week so they're on to their fifth sixth and seventh corners two of them rookies and this is just it's tough right now for for philadelphia they can't stop the run they cannot stop the pass the entire secondary is injured they rank 26 now against the pass according to football outsiders they've allowed the seventh most yards per game the ninth most points per game and to quarterbacks and the second most fantasy points to wide receivers i mentioned odell beckham jr i know just because we're not getting into him as a play i mean i think it's pretty obvious you need to play him and no other team has allowed more catches to wide receivers and no other team has allowed more yards to wide receivers than the Eagles. So they're in a pile of hurt. And the other side is, is Carson Wentz. And this is just kind of maybe being contrarian people that played Wentz in a high total, myself included. I was in on him last week and he was very disappointing, arguably his worst game of his NFL career. I mean, he had 156 yards, three interceptions. He ended up with three fantasy points. So I'd imagine some people who played him have a bad taste in their mouth. They don't want to go back to him. He still has a lot of weapons that he's surrounded by. His best game of the season actually came against the Giants when he had three touchdowns and 278 yards in week six. So again, this high total, the bad defense, the lack of run game. Um, so I'm, I'm in on this game just from the quarterbacks. I, I like both of them a lot. And Eli is, is obviously pretty affordable on both sides. Did you happen to catch the the quotes of the New Orleans Saints talking about how Basically, they used analytics to plan their defensive attack against Philadelphia. Whoa, I didn't know. No, I didn't see about, that. About how they they said they want the entire game on the shoulders of Carson Wentz. 
because they've everything they found it was like if Wentz passes between X and Y amount of yards, the their win probability just goes out the window. And, Interesting. Wow. And so basically, just shut the rundown game or, or shut the run game down. Yeah. And you stop the Philadelphia Eagles and and New Orleans shut the Philadelphia Eagles down big time. Pretty easily. Yeah, they, that was that was rough, man. That was rough. All right, Ben, who you got? Well, I'll tell you who I don't think is using analytics, and that's the Giants. So I love the Wentz call because I think you can attack that recency <laughs> bias. They're at home. Wentz had thrown for at least 300 yards or three touchdowns, at least one or the other, in six straight games before that. Oh, so Low-key Dave Gettleman burn. I love yeah, that big time. I, I'm going to jump back on board with Wentz. I love that call. <laughs> and I like Jameis Winston as well. The Buccaneers, defense, or the Buccaneers offense, I should say, as we've talked about on this podcast, has been getting it done week in and week out, at least in the yardage um, category. I still can't get over that game where they had more yards than I guess the Rams did uh, this past Monday night and only put up three points a couple weeks ago. But they're getting it done yardage-wise. Now Jameis Winston comes back, uh, gets a 49ers defense that uh, is okay against the pass but is certainly beatable, and this offense has a lot of weapons. Unfortunately, our boy O.J. Howard on injured reserve. Yeah. But that just opens up things for somebody we'll talk about soon. But, yeah, I like Jameis Winston in the spot. Um, you know, been, been out and in – out of the lineup back in the lineup. So because of that, people will be afraid to play him in DFS. But remember, you only are rostering him for one day. It's a good contrarian play. Now, Jameis, I'm sure you guys have heard this, that Tampa Bay quarterback, if you put the beard together with Jameis Winston, their quarterback too on the the year. Uh, but TJ Hernandez, good friend of the show, he had tweeted out, the Tampa Bay quarterback, they're averaging the ninth most fantasy points per game ever. Yeah. I mean, what the what the it's Tampa amazing. what the Tampa quarterbacks are doing for fantasy football is incredible. And, and I my, saw Go ahead. Scott Scott Barrett threw out there too that uh, I believe they ha- they're setting the pace right now for passing yards this late into the season in NFL history. <laughs> so yeah, the, it, the Bucks are first in yards sense. per game, eighth in points per game. It's it's such an interesting offense to have exposure to. And in my opinion, uh First off, the I mean, what they've done with the the quarterback carousel is absolutely ridiculous. You can't yep. do that to your NFL team, but I think it's done. I don't I don't think they can go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick unless Jameis suffers an injury. I think for the rest of the season, no matter what, no matter how bad Jameis is, you just have to let him play. All right, moving to the running back position, Chris Meany, who you got? Yeah, I got a couple of running backs here on DraftKings check under 6K. So, again, I think you can you can spend down at the position. I, wow, I the these Colts. guys are under 6K. Yeah, Marlon Mack, $5,500 on, on DraftKings. And then Matt Breida. Mm. Uh, Matt Breida checks in yes, at $5,700. So, yeah, both of them. I mean, th- like there's some value well. at, uh, at the running back position this week, which is, is complete opposite from last week. So, again, a great spot for, for Mack. I mentioned the offensive line. And just Miami, wh- where they've really struggled is against the run. Third most rushing yards allowed per game. Third most fantasy points to running backs uh, on the main slate. And so Mack only 28 carries over his last two games compared to 44 in the two prior but he's still leading the way in touches I, I know Wilkins gets sprinkled in there and Hines but uh, Mac is the guy that gets the bulk of those carries so I, I love this spot for a Colts team that's that's favored by 10 points at home right now and then there's Matt Breida coming off his best performance of the season and, and he's he has a bye week last week so maybe it helps him heal some bumps and bruises that he's been dealing with over the course of the season 101, 101 rushing yards on 17 carries 132 total yards on 20 touches in week 10 it was a good 
spot against the Giants, but this is a good one as well against the Bucks. And now I'm with you guys. It's 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 remarkable how this offense has rolled, but their defense has been even worse. Uh, 27 fantasy points allowed per game to running backs over the last four weeks is the fourth most. 460 rushing yards and seven touchdowns allowed. Both of those league high. Those are the last four games for this team. And overall, 14 rushing touchdowns allowed. It's the most in the league. So this is just a really bad defense. Breida can catch the ball out of the backfield. Love the price. Ben? Mike, I know you're out in Arizona. So do you, I don't know though, do you golf at all? Or have you uh, ever visited poorly. a Top Golf and had a few beverages? I, I have frequented the Top Golf. It's delightful. Man, I'm doing that in Arizona in January. Hey, wait, hold right. on, hold on. Chris Mead, you're yes. coming to Arizona? <laughs> Breaking <laughs> yes, news. I, yes, I was going to um, – I, sh- I should have mentioned that to you, Sidebar. Yeah. I was definitely going to. Yeah, I will be there for the Waste <laughs> Management Open, which happens the end of January. Oh, so I'll be there yes. for about a week. And we'll be hitting up Top Golf. That right, is a well, fun – I've been to that tournament. That so is a fun tournament like, to go looks to. Looks like me and Chris Meany are hanging out in January. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. All right, what's your point, Ben? Well, I'm sad <laughs> because I love me some Top Golf. And you know you step up you know, and you just completely shank a drive and you need that mulligan. I feel like that's what we need this week because, Mike, you were with me on this Alex Collins uh, oh, call hey, last week. Hey, the process was very, very yeah, correct. No Absolutely, it was. And now we look at the Ravens. It's like, oh, they're at home they have another amazing matchup against the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders rank 31st in rushing yards allowed per game, 25th in run DVOA, one of the worst run defenses in the league. And we have a running back with the exact same amazingly cheap price that Alex Collins had last week of $4,400. And this guy, Gus Edwards, comes out of nowhere last week, carries the ball 17 times for 115 yards and a touchdown. Whoever that main running back is on the Ravens is going to benefit from the defense having to worry about Lamar Jackson as well. So I'm very intrigued. I like Gus Edwards at that price because of everything that he can open up. And so because we just hit him low, um, I'm very interested in DJ as well because um, even though he had a great matchup last week um, and had a solid game, he didn't wow us like he did two weeks ago on the road against the Chiefs. I think this game on the road against the Chargers could unlock that upside again where they have to throw him the ball a ton because they're playing uh, uh, catch-up against the Chargers. Shout out, Pat Mahomes. So um, there you <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Uh, so there you go because he has the upside in the rushing and receiving departments, and I think this is a spot where you could see it again. People won't uh, be as into DJ this week, a little bit low ownership percentage, so I'm intrigued by him in tournaments as well. All right, Chris Meany, talk to me about some wide receivers. Yeah, it's the same thing really with with Edelman is is Josh Gordon. So I feel good about Edelman as a safe play in cash. And for Gordon, I want that upside. And I've just been really, you know, intrigued with what I've seen from him over the past few games. Like I didn't know if this would fully work out. And then we hear reports earlier on when he signed there that he was going to, you know, miss out of first few plays of I think of a Monday night football game. Oh, against the, the Bills. for the and, punishment. Yeah, yep. for the punishment. I don't think he missed any time. He did like, not. He, he just, started. He started, and he's been playing well. At least 81 yards in three of his last four games. He's hit the century mark twice over that span. 22 targets in his last two contests and four catches in five straight games. And I was going to come on here and talk about Mike Evans. Everybody already knows Mike Evans is great, but I think he's a strong play. He's got five. He's actually got six performances that would have been good enough to win you tournaments. 20-plus points. He's hit the 30-point mark a couple times. That's a little obvious. So let's go down the board, stick with the same team. Adam Humphreys. Oh. I'm trying to find these wideouts that are in that $4,000 range, yeah. $5,000 range. And Humphreys, he stands out to me. I mean, 
Mike, you mentioned all the, the quarterback changes. And what stayed consistent over that time is, is Adam Humphreys. And for Humphreys and a guy that has 6.5 targets, 4.5 catches, and 65 yards may not seem like a lot, but that's his averages over his last six games. He's got three touchdowns over his last three contests. He is a red zone option for a team that likes to throw the football when they get inside the red zone. So four, $4,000. For, for somebody playing in the highest total of the week, it's 55 points. I'm looking at all the team implied totals. Tampa Bay is the second highest one, 29.5. Love the Winston call. Roll them out there with Humphreys and tournaments. I think it could be a contrarian play. Love it. All right, Ben. Yeah, and I'll meet you in the middle, Meanie, with two receivers that I think are really good, and their prices just make them extremely uh, enticing, and you at least have to consider them. That's Alshon Jeffrey and Emmanuel Sanders. Alshon's only $5,800. Emmanuel Sanders, only $5,500. And their price has dropped because neither one of them has had uh, a big game or even really that solid of a game in two, three, four weeks. But we know the tournament thought process is at the wide receiver position, especially to attack those receivers that have gone cold because not only can you get them cheaper, but you can also get them at a low ownership percentage. And Alshon, especially, I talked about him last week. It didn't work out. But again, in tournaments, you kind of want to look at uh, the recency bias. And I talked about it with Wentz. I think this is a bounce back spot. I think that because of how bad they looked, people won't want to uh, get back on board. But the Giants are 22nd in passing yards allowed per game, 27th in pass DVOA. Alshon, even though Golden Tate is there, you know, I think the Eagles to save their season are just going to look at it and say, you know, maybe we phase out Aguilar a little bit more to get Tate more involved. But Alshon is our number one receiver. Zach Ertz is our number one tight end. So I like him a lot. And then Emmanuel Sanders, no Demarius Thomas. Let's remember he is the number one guy. They're at home. Pittsburgh's pretty solid against the pass. They're middle of the pack in pass DVOA, so they can be beaten. And again, Sanders is just so talented at $5,500. I got to consider him, uh, you know, and he, has that opportunity. He has that talent to have a 30 point game. And, you know, this is a spot where you could have them for about, I don't know, five, 6% ownership. Revenge. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you have, and you have that too. Yes, absolutely. All right. Chris Meany, who's your tight end of the week? Yeah, I'll go with Cameron Braid because of O.J. Howard. Yeah, you got he, our boy. Yeah, there he is. Howard. Uh, not even really worried about ownership percentage either. I don't care. It's from the tight end position. It's cheap. It's thirty six hundred dollars. I know he only has a couple good games this season. He does have three touchdowns and seventeen total in his last three seasons. So let's not forget that he has been a red zone target for Jameis Winston over the past couple of years. Um, so that's all we're looking for here: a couple catches and a high total, and, and find the end zone for us. Ben. I like Jack Doyle again. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive, $4,100, but he benefits from catching passes from luck. They're at home and the Dolphins defense uh, has struggled against tight ends. They're 25th uh, in DVOA against tight ends. And as I alluded to, I was waiting for Meany to talk about Bray because love that call. This is why that injury article that I write, I love so much because yeah, Bray hasn't done a lot this year, but that's because OJ Howard supplanted him he was the starting tight end if you look at snap percentages it's been that way all year now with Howard out what what makes sense they're going to go right back to Bright who was the guy before Howard showed how good he was so at his price I love uh, I love that call as well all right Nick Chubb has hands Doyle has baby hands that's very very <laughs> true very very true all right Doyle rules we're going to talk about our favorite stack of the week stack attack Chris Meany Stealing your stack from last week, but yeah, um, get in on it. 
Yeah, for sure. So I mentioned yes. just this this Eagles secondary guys. It, it's it's really bad. I've watched every single game this year, and they they're just they're struggling. They seem checked out. the The entire organization they're calling each other out. Jenkins is calling out guys in his own team. So it's Eli to Odell, and and if you want to get Barkley in there as well, both of them, Odell and um, Barkley, lit up the Eagles earlier in this year. All right, Ben. Love it. I've already talked about it. Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey think they can be super low owned, and I think they can have a lot of upside in this matchup. And my favorite stack of the week is the Jameis Winston, Mike Evans. I think that they're going to have a very, very solid week. Speaking of that, let's get into the Battle Royale. DFS Battle Royale. The Battle Royale where we put a lineup together. You know how it works because you already heard us do it for the Thanksgiving game. Ben, we're going to let you go first. Let's throw Carson Wentz in there. I've talked about him enough. I got Melvin Gordon and Nick Chubb. Love that call earlier, guys. Um, I've got T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin, who finally started to come alive last week. Keenan Allen, who's been coming alive lately. Cameron Brait, of course. Save the, save course. the money, save the salary there. Uh, let's get that mulligan action in because I want retribution. Let's go Gus Edwards in the flex. And I had to save money at my defense um and because of that i'm going to roll with the eagles they're super banged up not the best play but uh they were kind of the best of the bunch to let me play all these other guys all right meanie all right love that mulligan analogy too um <laughs> james winston's my quarterback i got leonard fournette and nick chubb oh, at the running back position Meany, we're not doing this again are we <laughs> I don't have Mike Evans, so okay, right. maybe you got Evans, um, and we're on the same page. It's all right. Maybe that's a good thing. Goodness. Od- Odell Beckham Jr. is the, is the guy that I think he's my he's my favorite play of the week. I got him at, at wide receiver. Julian Edelman. I mentioned Adam Humphreys, so I'm going to pair up Adam Humphreys and Cameron Brait with Jameis Winston. I love Evans as well, but I'm going to spend down a little bit. One guy we didn't talk about who I did want to touch on just briefly is Josh Adams at $3,800. Now, ever since the Giants traded Damon Harrison, they've allowed 356 rushing yards in their last three games. Peyton Barber had over 100, hasn't done anything all year. Breda had over 100, and AP had over 100. So I think that he's really taking control of this backfield. Clement and Smallwood have taken a backseat. It's three straight weeks now where he's, he, he's had the best game out of all those backs. Yep. And then the Ravens defense. All right. Well, I have Chris Meany's lineup. Uh, Jameis, Nick Chubb, (laughs) Leonard Fournette is how I started it out. I do have Mike Evans. I wanted that Jameis Evans stack, and I guess you call it a super stack because Cameron Brait, he's just too cheap, man. You can't avoid him. I also have the mulligan Gus Edwards in my flex position. I have Josh Gordon, the Baltimore Ravens, and then my one differentiator, it's, it's a little sketchy, but as of right now, I've got Marquise Goodwin in. Uh, San Francisco nice, wide receiver like against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that Ooh, the yeah, yeah. San Francisco-Tampa Bay game could have some serious boom. It's got a 55-point uh, over-under, and I think that they can hit it. <laughs> Quite frankly, I think that the offenses can do enough. Nick Mullins has shown me enough that he can, too, put up points against the Tampa, but Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just like everybody else. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoy your holiday. Make sure you get that DFS pass. This price is absolutely ridiculous. DFS 10 is that code. We will see you next week. Hope you build that bankroll over the weekend. Chris Meany, Ben Cummins are my friends. I am Mike DeFantis, Hitman Right. We will see you next week. Goodbye. 
Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.